Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Just Janice. I am so excited to encourage your hearts with this episode, as I always am. God is so so good. And just earlier today, I was looking at the stats, which is super fun for me, like checking out analyticals, insert hashtag nerd. I love looking and seeing what countries this is hitting and who's listening and all that. I mean, it doesn't show me exactly who's listening, but it breaks down like percentage of males and females and um, like per, like age categories and, and things like that. And so it's just cool for me <laughs> to see that. And my heart has so just been for the nations for for a while now and fun fact I actually just bought a new shower curtain for my bathroom and it has a world map on it and I've just felt prompted in the mornings to pray over whatever area of the globe that my eyes land on and so I've been doing that really feel a call to intercede for the nations and pray for revival for different countries and pray for leadership in those countries and things and so that's kind of been fun for me. So I encourage you to do the same. Buy yourself a shower curtain that has a world map on it or print off a picture and just allow yourself to be used by God in a way to be able to pray for our world because we all know the world needs so much prayer right now and the world needs God's people to stand up and pray and intercede on behalf of them. And so it's an honor and a privilege for me to pray for people and to to do that. So I just love, 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 love the Lord and know that He desires that no one perishes. He desires that no one perishes and His will is for everyone to come to a saving knowledge of Him and to experience what it means to be born again. And so that is my heart for people to just truly know Him. I say all the time, like my heart is to know Him and to make Him known. And if I can do that and that's what my life is marked by and what my life is known for, then I, I, will be satisfied with with that. So that is my heart just to hear well done good and faithful servant and to be obedient to him and to keep my life and my heart surrendered to him and I just know that his plans are always good and that he is always faithful and he goes before us and he equips us for every good work. And so I love the scripture that says that we are God's handiwork. Another scripture says that we're God's uh, another translation says that we're God's masterpiece that we're created in in him for good works that he planned before the foundations of the world. So to think before the creator of all things even created this earth, that he already had us in mind and he already knew the good works that he had planned for our lives. And so I just want to be someone who is about my father's business and doing what he has called me to. And I just feel such a call in this hour to guard my yes and my nose, not my nose on my face, my N-O-S. And I have thought about that so much like I think about this and I've shared this in other podcasts, but for maybe people who haven't listened to the other episodes, I've thought about that. Like, God, what I think about, like, this is kind of morbid, but kind of not. Like I drive by, when I drive by cemeteries, I think about people 
that are in them, like people that have passed away. And I think about like, God, I wonder, did those people truly know the reason you created them? Did they walk out and fulfill their destiny and calling in you? Did they know what gifts you put inside them? And so my heart is to see people come alive, to see people walk in the fullness of what God's called them to, to know what gifts he's given them, to know how to steward those gifts, to advance the kingdom and push back darkness. And so that is my heart and my desire in ministry and just my own personal calling, what I feel like I'm called to do. And I have had shared this a few months ago at a women's conference that I spoke at, and I had shared about being a gold digger and not about being someone who like is looking for someone with money and to take advantage of people, but to be someone who sees the gold that's in people and calls that out. And I feel like that's such a gift that God's um, given me to do and to operate in and to function in is to see the gifts that are inside of other people and to just simply tell people like, Hey, this is what I see. Like God is showing me that he's gifted you in this area or that area. And sometimes people are like, I had no idea. Or sometimes people are like, I knew that, but I haven't been stepping in it or whatever, walking it out and using that gift. And it's so important that we as people, as God's creation, know the reason that we were created. And obviously the number one reason that we were created is to know him and to live a life abiding in him and in fellowship with him. And that is why Jesus came. The world, the word says in John three sixteen, the most popular scripture And my best friend Kelly just posted a video the other day of her son reciting that scripture and just hearing him. He's five, just hearing him, uh, just share, like recite that scripture just made my heart swell. And it's such a simple scripture. And if you guys follow like Tim Tebow at all, like he, would wear that scripture on his um, face. He's a, was a football player and um, he would write it on his face, like under his eyes or whatever. I don't know what that's called, but he was a football player and he would do that. And it was like when he did that, because so many people don't know the word of God. Um, they said that the Google searches for John three sixteen were like through the roof during that time when he was really in the limelight. And I think sometimes as believers, we take for granted that people know the word of God. And so I say like John three sixteen, the verse everybody knows, but the reality is there are a lot of people that really don't know the word and that really don't know what I may think is like the most popular scripture. Everybody in the world has to know this, even if you're not a Christian, but that's not, not always the case. But that scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I love that verse. And the reason that Jesus came, like the word says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. And he did what he came to do. He did that. He redeemed humanity and he tore the veil in two. And in in the Old Testament, there was a tabernacle and there was a curtain that separated the, the Holy of Holies from, it made a curtain so that people could not enter into the Holy of Holies, which was like the most sacred space where God's presence dwelt. And people could not experience God's presence. Like once a year, a high priest could go in there and under certain conditions. And I'm not going to get into all that. I encourage you to look into that, but just know that like it was a space that people were not permitted to go into and just once a year. And it was only the high priest and there was very specific instruction in order to do that. And when Jesus 
gave his last breath on the cross, that veil was literally torn in two. Like the earth shook, that veil was torn in two. And it just represented the fact that now we could dwell with God. We could experience his presence. And Jesus even said that he was sending the Holy Spirit. And he did that. I encourage you to read the book of Acts. It's such a good book. I love the word of God and I love the New Testament. I love the book of Acts. And it's just such a beautiful picture of what he did, what he redeemed for humanity. And that his spirit, if you are a born again believer, his spirit, his very spirit dwells inside of you. The word says that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, the dunamis power of Jesus Christ lives inside of every believer, that his spirit takes up residence within us. And so it's a beautiful thing to walk in relationship with him and to know him. And so my prayer for you, if you are listening to this and you're not walking in relationship with him, is that God would reveal who he is to you, that he would show you how faithful and how good he is, and that you would walk out the fullness of your calling in him. And so for this episode today, that was all like bonus content. I was not planning on talking about any of that. My heart really, when I when I hit record, was to talk about life and when it does not look like what you planned for it to. And I feel like my day today was such a perfect representation of that because my day did not look like I planned for it to. I my alarm went off this morning and I for work and I woke up with a crazy migraine. I felt nauseous. I was dizzy. And I was like, there is no way. Like, I literally don't even feel like I can get up and get ready, let alone go in. And I work at a at a, an elementary school. And so I'm like, there's, there's literally no way. And so I contacted the school and I said, hey, I'm going to take the morning off. And I put peppermint oil on and and uh, just laid back down to let myself rest. And then when my alarm went off to go in for the second half of the day, I still was not feeling great. And so I just ended up contacting them and telling them I'm, I'm not coming in. And so my day was spent on the couch, which was not at all what I had planned. I was able to get laundry caught up, but it was a chore because I just did not feel good today. And thank God by the time evening came, like I was feeling better, but it was, it was a, it was a long day of not doing what I had planned for today. And I love where the word says in Proverbs that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. And sometimes when our life feels like it's interrupted, we need to trust the Lord that he is ordering our steps, that he goes before us in all things. And so even though I didn't know that my day would look like it did today, God did. And right or wrong, like when we are walking in relationship with him, he is so good and so faithful and so many good things came out of today. I was able to um, journal and get some thoughts out and encourage some people. And I wrote some letters of encouragement to people because if you know me at all, my love languages are words of encouragement and gifts. And so I just felt like I was supposed to sit down and write letters to different people in my church and different people that are in my life and just encourage them uh, with a word of encouragement and with some scripture and some things. And so I'm mailing those out tomorrow. So that's exciting. And just whatever. I just enjoyed my day, even though it didn't look like what I thought it would. And there's so much of my life that I can say that has been my story. I am in a home right now that my my goal, my plan, my, my idea was that I will live in this house for five years and then I'm going to move to something bigger, somewhere else, whatever. Start a family and here I am. I'm single. I still live in this house and I moved in in 2009. So it's been what? 12 years and I'm like, okay, Lord, this this wasn't what I had planned, but I'm so thankful because this is a home that I bought when 
the market was like really, really good in 2009. Um, as far well, it was the market wasn't good, but it was good for buyers. It was definitely a buyer's market. And so it's a home that I can afford to live in and pay the rent for as a single woman. And so it's, it's awesome. And I know the Lord is calling me elsewhere when my husband comes. He spoke very clear to me that I will stay here until I get married. And so I've just trusted him because initially I was like, Lord, I want to move and I'm ready to like pack up everything and go. And and he's just been so persistent and clear to me that I am not to move until I get married. And so here I am (laughs) in a house that I didn't want to be here for that long, but yet I'm so thankful. And so I had a choice though, when he had shown me that, that you're going to stay there until you're married I had a choice to pout and complain and grumble, which the word speaks against. Do, you know, do everything without grumbling and complaining. I had a choice. I could do that. I could have a bad attitude and just be resentful toward the Lord or whatever. Or I could do what I chose to do, which was, God, make my home a sanctuary. Make my home a safe haven. God, I pray that women will come to my home and be healed. I pray for that I will like host prayer nights, that I will be able to minister to people in my home. And God has been so faithful because the reality is that was his desire before it was ever mine. And the word says he gives us the desires of our heart. And so many times when we hear that, we think, well, God's going to give me whatever I want. In reality, like when we're walking in relationship with him and our desires line up with his, and yes, that's true. But that scripture really means that he's putting his desires on the inside of you. And so that you know what his heart is. And so when you're praying and you're believing like I did about my home, I know that I'm praying in agreement with the will of God because his, I know his heart for me and I've heard him clearly on that. And so even like last year, I had a friend say, Hey, I feel like I'm supposed to come over and you're supposed to pray for me for some physical things that she was experiencing in her body. And so she came over, we prayed, I anointed her and she was healed. And there's been so many testimonies of that. And even like virtually, as I'm sharing this right now, like the Lord is showing me, like God has used me in my home, even virtually to host like Word Wednesdays where I just get on Facebook lives and I share the word or I'm doing Bible studies with my family or, or whatever, and just hosting people and and expressing the gift of hospitality and doing, doing that as a way to honor the Lord with my home. And so I encourage you, make your home a safe haven, make your home a place where people can come and experience the love of God and experience his presence. And God has has led me in so many different ways over the last few years of being single to use my home as a as a place and a space for him and to minister his love to people and whether that's having people over for dinner or having people over just to hang out or hosting prayer nights. Like a few months ago, the Lord laid on my heart to host a prayer night from midnight to 3 a.m. And I was like, no, I didn't actually think that at all. I mean, in the carnal mind, you would think no one's going to come to that. But I was like, nope, this is what I'm supposed to do. I knew who I was supposed to invite, invited them. They came and we had an incredible time of like worship and prayer and just getting before him. And he's been showing me so much in this season of my life that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so even if that night there wasn't some crazy manifestation manifestation of of anything like we felt his presence and he was moving and he was speaking through us and we were able to prophesy over each other and pray for each other and whatever and even though like you know the ground didn't shake and you know I didn't physically see any any spiritual manifestations or anything like that like he was so present because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and whenever we're sowing in the spirit we will reap in the spirit whether that's immediately or down the road like he is moving and he and he does that and I love the scripture that says he inhabits the praises of his people and so as we were throwing on worship music and just like dancing and worshiping and glorifying him in my living room he was 
he was there. He was in our midst because his word says where two or three gather, he is there in the midst of them. And so I'm so thankful. And he's there in the midst, in your midst, when you're just seeking him on your own too. He is so good and so faithful, but there is something so beautiful about gathering together corporately because he's given each of us unique gifts to use and to minister to one another with. And so I have gifts that you don't have and you have gifts that I don't have. And when we come together, we can express those gifts and share those gifts with one another. And so I pray that you're experiencing that in fellowship with other believers. And if you're not, I pray that God would surround you with community so that you can be a part of the body of Christ and know what he's called you to. And I'm even thinking about the scripture in Corinthians. I think it's in first Corinthians. It might be in chapter 12. You can look it up, but it talks about the body of Christ and how he has put us in the position of the body of Christ where he wants us to be and how we, we just cannot get into comparison. And that's so easy to do. Like you see someone who's a worship leader and you're like, well, I wish I had a good voice. And the Lord's just saying like, stop with the comparison and stop looking at the gifts other people have with jealousy, but like to be each other's biggest cheerleader, encourage one another in the gifts and the callings that they have, but figure out what yours are and walk in that because there's anointing on what God has called you to do. You're not anointed to be a worship leader if he's not anointed you to be a worship leader if he, or preaching or whatever that is or children's ministry or whatever. I encourage you to do what God has called you to do and not step out into things that maybe other people just ask you to do or or expect you to do and it's so easy to just say yes to things like I was talking hit on a little bit earlier to say yes to things because the opportunity is presented but I encourage you to not say yes to something unless you have God's yes on it that is so important so that you're not functioning in burnout and you're not spinning your wheels doing something that God has never called you to and it's been like for me over the last few years people say to me all the time you are so busy you are so busy and I'm like yes we're all busy doing something we all have the same amount of hours and I'm very intentional with rest and there are seasons that are busier than others for me just like with anyone but I am so passionate about only saying yes to the things God's called me to and to not think that every opportunity that comes my way must be God's will because like this came up or whatever. I've said, I say no to things way more than people even have any idea. I get asked to do things a lot that I am like, nope, I don't feel God's yes on that. I don't feel God's heart for me on that. Like, and the beautiful thing about that is when you are obedient to him, like the word says that his sheep know his voice and we won't follow the voice of a stranger. And so for me, when I'm seeking the Lord and I'm saying, God, I'm asking for your wisdom, according to James, like, The word says in James, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask for it. And so for me, just being intentional about seeking God's heart on something, excuse me, before I say yes to it, and then knowing when I'm saying no to something because the Lord's given me a no, it's because there's probably someone else who's supposed to fill that. And maybe I was the first person that came to mind because whatever reason that is, it doesn't matter. But to know that like, when you're saying yes to things that you're not called to, it's stopping other people from stepping into that that are meant to. And it's also taking your time from saying yes to what you're actually called to. And God is so good and so gracious. And and I love that he is is that way. And he is so he's just so, such a gracious God. And so I've had so many times where I have said yes to things that I shouldn't have. And then things just get shuffled around and my schedule gets moved around and then I end up where I'm supposed to be. But like how much less of a headache it is if we just seek his heart first before we say yes to things and then we only say yes to the things he's requiring of us. It just saves hassle for sure. 
So I encourage you, had to take a quick drink of water. I encourage you, whatever, whatever season of life you're in right now, to just seek the Lord about what he has for you and to know that when things don't go according to your plan, to just not get frustrated. I just feel like I'm supposed to encourage you to not get frustrated in that and to seek the Lord and ask him because there are times when things aren't happening because the enemy's throwing up roadblocks or there's hindrances in the spirit and things and those have to be prayed down and prayed away and things like that. But sometimes when when God's just redirecting things and it doesn't look like you want it to, we we want that like control. And I encourage you if you are someone that that says over yourself, like, I just have to be in control, I have to be in control to really repent and relinquish that to the Lord and say, God, I surrender. Lord, I surrender my need to be in control to you because I want what you want for my life. And that's where I'm at. Like there, like I could paint a beautiful picture for you of what I would like the Lord to do in my life. But I would rather hand him the paintbrush and let him paint the picture and for me to just get to experience it and walk in it. And so I really feel like I'm supposed to share this vision the Lord gave me a few months ago. And I may or may not have shared this on a podcast already. I don't know. I've shared it with different people. But the Lord was showing me that I was com- the season I was coming out of, a lot of times when the Lord takes me into visions, which just to give you an idea if that's like not a word or a term that you're familiar with, it's really just like, a picture or I should even say like a video in my mind of, of something. The Lord's showing me something in my imagination. And so my sanctified imagination, I heard someone say that the other day, God can work a lot in your sanctified imagination, but we need our minds renewed with the word of God and, and to know his heart for us so that um, we're not getting off into anything weird. But anyway, I digress. The Lord was showing me a vision recently and it was of myself dancing. And a lot of times when God takes me into visions, I'm dancing. And so I was in this big, beautiful open field and it was full of flowers and things. And it was just like, I could just sense that I was like carefree and just lighthearted and all of that. And then it was like, I pivoted around and I could look back and he was showing me the season that I just came out of. And it was like a tornado of debris is how I could describe it best. And it was like demonic attack and it was heavy, heavy discouragement. And the Lord had told me several months ago, did not give in to a spirit of discouragement. And so I was like, thank you, God, that your word says that you show us of things to come and that you gave me a warning so that I knew that I was going to be facing that in the spirit. And so, and I did face that heavily. And a lot of my friends and people I know did as well. And so he was showing me that, that warfare that I just came out of and anyone who's been around me probably in the last several months can say that like I have not been myself completely and it's been heavy and I've had thank God I've had friends that have like stopped over and prayed for me and just said hey like something's off something's wrong and I'm like I know but it's it's like I just needed breakthrough and I feel like I've experienced that in the last few weeks especially but the Lord was showing me in that vision like there are still a lot of people that are in that that are under heavy attack heavy discouragement attacks and and just just heaviness. And a lot of that for me is some things that I went through with my family over the last few months and just some hard things, some really hard things. And the Lord would continue to remind me, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Cast your cares to me. And so I would have to do that. I would choose to do that and just be like, okay, God, (laughs) Uh, even like right now I have this beautiful picture on my wall and I'm actually just sitting on my bed right now recording, which I don't typically do. I record at my desk, but um, it's a scripture in Matthew 
11, I think it says verse 25 or 28. I can't quite read it, but it says, it's a beautiful picture. My friend Brianna got me. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so that's what I chose to do over the last several months when I felt like I was out of it. I felt like I wasn't myself. And I just felt like I was just forging forward, but it was so heavy, like continuing to come to him, to spend time in his presence, to be with him, to just say, God, I trust you. I don't understand what I'm going through, but I'm choosing to stand in faith, God, that your perfect will is unfolding in my life. And I will not stay stuck. I will not stay in discouragement and choosing to decree and declare a good word over myself and over my life, even when I wasn't seeing it in the natural, which is the exact definition of faith. It's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And so we are called as Christians, as believers, to declare the word of God over ourselves, even when we don't feel it, even when in the natural, everything looks opposite of what we know God has spoken, to choose to stand in faith for what he has said and what he has spoken, because he is not a man that he should lie. He means everything he says. He literally cannot lie. The word says it is impossible for him to lie. So if your life does not look like what in line up with like what he has spoke to, spoken to you and what he has declared over your life, then keep speaking the word of God over yourself and over your situation, over your life. Do not give up. Do not give in to discouragement. Do not give in to the lies of the enemy because he is constantly throwing flaming darts at us. Like the word says that shield of faith in the armor of God. I encourage you to read Ephesians 5 where it talks about the full armor of God and that armor of God is what he has given us so that we can withstand the wiles, the schemes of the enemy, the wiles or schemes of the enemy, depending which translation you read and having done all to stand. And part of that arm, armor that God has given us is the shield of faith. And it says that that shield of faith extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy, not some, not most, but all. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you're in those seasons where you feel like it's dry and it's heavy and it's hard, it can be so hard to read the word of God. I've gone through seasons even recently where it's like, oh, I love the word of God. If you know me at all, like I love the word of God. I have it on like on the walls of my home. I have it written on post-it notes. It's on my fridge. It's on, like literally every room in my house has scripture on it. My spiritual mom, Cindy's like, I love coming to your house because every wall has some sort of encouragement on it. Like encouragement and the word of God specifically is, is a huge part of my life. And I love the word of God, but I've gone through seasons where it's like, I don't even, nothing in me wants to read the word of God. I just feel like so blah. And I encourage you in those seasons, maybe when it's hard to sit down and focus and read the Word of God, to play it on audio. And I've done that. Like, God, I, I feel like I can't focus, whatever that is. And sometimes I was just listening to a, a teaching earlier where it was talking about sometimes it's yourself. You just got to command your mind, like tell yourself, like pray over yourself. I have a, the, a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ and I speak clarity to my mind in Jesus name. There are times for that where it's just your flesh rising up and you've got to put it in check. But then there's also what's known as a spiritual attack and it's a spirit of distraction that's coming against you and coming against you being able to focus. And so you have to pray against that. And so that's a beautiful thing about the gift of discernment. You can ask the Lord God, what am I dealing with? And how do I, how do I pray in war effectively so that I can focus and know your word? And so for me, it's like, I don't ever want to go a day without being in the word in some form or fashion, whatever that is, even if it's just taking one scripture and meditating on it all day long, or if it's reading a chapter, multiple chapters, whatever that is, stop trying to formulate God. That's one thing he has been teaching me so much. 
excuse me, I had to take a drink of water. It's to stop trying to formulate him and stop trying to like put your relationship with God in a formula. And it's so easy to be like, okay, I need to wake up at this time. I need to read this many scriptures. I need to pray for the song and this and that. The thing is, is that we should be constantly abiding with him. The word says to pray without ceasing. And there's a a quote that I love and I can't remember who said it, but I it was somebody, some general in the faith that said, I never pray for more than 20 minutes, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. And it's such a beautiful thing to know that like, you don't have to be in your church building. You don't have to be with anyone else to be able to have that communication with God. That's a constant ongoing thing throughout the day. And so for me, it's like, God, thank you for, thank you for this. God, I pray for this person. When God puts someone on your heart or someone comes to mind, pray for them. It's probably because God wants you to intercede for them or a certain city or nation or country. If it's just coming up in your your mind and in your heart intercede pray say god how, how do i pray for this what do you want me to pray for if you have your um prayer language if you've been baptized in the holy spirit pray in the spirit until god gives you the revelation sometimes i don't know how to pray like the word says i don't know how to pray so i just pray in the spirit until god shows me how to it like i get a revelation in my spirit and how to pray through something and i pray I encourage you, if you don't have your prayer language, to seek God about that and to read the Word of God and and to get insight on that or DM me. I would love to talk to you about that. I'm not going to get in that on this episode. I think I have an episode with Bonnie um, Belson. It's called Chat with Bonnie, and we really hit on this a little um really hit on that. I was going to say, we really hit on this a little bit. And we, we hit on this in that episode. I know we did. It's been a while, but that just came back to my remembrance. So um, I encourage you to look look up that episode and 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 learn, learn about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's so vital, so vital for your prayer life and just for vibrancy in your life in general. I encourage you to seek that out. And, um, yeah, God is so good. He's so faithful. And I just get so excited. Like even when I'm recording, I have to tell myself sometimes like slow down Janice. Cause I can talk so fast. Cause I get so excited about the things of God and what he's doing in the earth and what he is doing in the lives of people around me and in my own life and, and in the church and globally and, and all of that. He is so, so good. And I'm just so thankful for relationship with him that he knows us intimately that he knows us intimately and that he loves us with an everlasting love. And I love that God is love. I love that God is love, that he is patient and he is kind. He keeps no record of wrongs, that he is never going to fail you (laughs) because the word says love never fails. And I'm just so thankful. And I pray that God gives you a revelation of who he is and just a deeper understanding of his character and who he is. And I pray that you know him outside of religion and outside of, of just what you've been taught. Like I just, I never want to live my life. I don't want to say this. Lord, give me the words. I never want to live my life by the experiences that other people have had. I want to experience God for myself. I want to know God for myself. I want to know his word for myself. And it is so vital and important. And I will always advocate advocate for being under sound teaching but it is so important that we don't just take someone else's like I just see it as like a regurgitation of the word the word is living and active and it is it is like bread it's daily bread and and we feast on it but I don't want to just take what someone else has taken out of the word of God and handed to me like I want to apply that to my life when when I'm under sound teaching and things but I don't want to only know the word of God secondhand. I want to know it for myself and I want to experience God for myself. I want to experience what it's like to operate in the gifts of the spirit for myself, not just experience other people's testimonies of operating in the gifts of the spirit. I want to, I want to do that for myself. And I love 
1 Corinthians 14 that says, desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And the word says that prophecy is edification, encouragement, and comfort. So there's so much that goes into the prophetic and I, again, I'm not even going to get into that today, but it's such a beautiful thing to be able to minister to God's people. And anytime that we are, like I said a little bit earlier, we're operating in the gifts, it's never about us. It's about building other people up and encouraging one another. And we need to be that for each other. There's such a spirit of divisiveness that is attacking the church. It's attacking the world, <laughs> people in and out of the church, but it's one of the enemy's biggest flaming darts that he throws our way and try to, to try to divide us because unity is what allows us to function and advance the kingdom effectively. When we are in division, it's just grounds for the enemy to have his way. And so I just pray right now over your local church body and whatever ministries you are part of, I just pray for a spirit of unity and come against division in Jesus name. And I pray that you would operate in unity, that any attack of the enemy to try to cause division in your family, in your marriage, in your friend groups, in your church, in your workplace. I just come against that in Jesus' name, and I encourage you to do the same thing because it's so easy to give into it and to not even realize it. And so I just pray for unity over all those things in Jesus' name. So anyway, I could literally talk all night. <laughs> if you know me at all, you are like, yes, she could. The girl always talks. It's uh, it's the gift of gab. That's what I call it. But I just really feel a release on the Lord to end this podcast. And I just want to pray over you. And just thank you guys so much for tuning in. It blesses me that people listen to this podcast. It was just a desire and a dream in my heart a few years ago to start. And I just said yes to it, not knowing what that would mean and what that would look like. And so I've been so blessed with every guest that I've had on this podcast and every person who gives me their feedback and tunes and it, it blesses my heart so much. So thank you guys for tuning in and I am going to pray over you. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. God, I pray that your heart's desires would be the desires of every single person who tunes into this podcast. God, I thank you for intimacy with you. I thank you for the ability to abide in you. God, I pray that any gifts that are inside those who are listening, God, that those gifts would first be revealed to them, God, to that they would be made known to them and that you would show them how to steward those gifts well, God, to advance your kingdom, to push back darkness. God, I pray over every single person who's tuning in. I speak health over them mentally, physically, spiritually. God, I pray that they would be vibrant in all ways. God, that they would radiate your light everywhere they go, that they would be shining bright lights for you, God, that they would not be hidden, God, that they would let their light so shine before men that they would see their good works, God, and glorify you. God, I pray that everything we do, everything we everything we say, everything we do, God, would honor you, would glorify you. God, I pray against, I just, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to pray against any attack of discouragement over my listeners. God, I pray against spirit of discouragement in Jesus' name. God, I pray for any of my listeners who can see themselves in that like tornado of debris of attack and discouragement and weariness and confusion. I pray that you pull them out of that, Father. Pray that you pull them out of that and take them into a spacious place. God, I pray that they would enter a new season with you where they would just be refreshed and renewed in every single way. God, I pray that you meet them right where they're at, whatever they need, that you would just give that to them. I thank you that every good and perfect thing comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen.